Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast It's Monday, Podcast Monday. I am back on a Monday schedule with some of the birthy things. And I am so excited today to introduce to you a very beautiful woman, somebody I consider a friend with an amazing pregnancy and birth story and wisdom to share with you. So welcoming Ernie to the podcast today. Hello, friend. Hello. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. And uh, it's funny to be on the computer when we only live a couple of hours apart and I don't think we've ever done anything online together. Usually we'd hang out in person during your pregnancy. So it's funny. It's funny to see you. But uh, why don't you go ahead and and just see what what comes forth for an intro? I know you could probably go a lot of different ways, but who are you today? (laughs) Sure. Um, My name is Ernie. I have a partner named Mike who I guess I've been with now nine years. So we have four beautiful girls, um, nine, seven, three, and a 12 week old. So three months today, I think it's today, the 19th. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. um, Really? Yeah. That's right. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. We hang out on our homestead <laughs> with our chickens and our outdoor cats and just living life. Yeah, we have a very similar home life, I think, with the chickens and yes. and the outdoor cats that we never thought we'd have, right? Right. But we've fallen in love with. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I was thinking... Um, of how we met and how you showed up in an indie birth workshop. What was, what was your former life like, so to speak? Uh, kind of hinting at your your medical background here, I guess. Sure, that's uh, funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of what my thought process was as far as um, how my journey began with you. I was thinking back mm-hmm. to when I. My husband, actually, Mike, was listening to a podcast that you were featured on. This was back um, January, I think, of last year, so 2022. Right. Um, I think it was the Crow podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even before that, um, so I've been uh, a nurse for 12 years, and it's all been in... Uh, women's health, labor and delivery specifically. And uh, I have spent most of that career, that part of my life was in the hospital setting. Mm. So um, I guess 
I was starting to realize, and it's kind of funny how all of all all of this has unwound. But um, back in 2020, when all that stuff was going on, um, even before that, though, I was realizing in my journey as a nurse, like I really enjoyed working with the women, um, no matter which route they took. You know, in labor and delivery, you see c-sections and vaginal births Mm. but I really connected and resonated with the women who trusted their bodies and themselves and in that hospital setting but I didn't see that all that often because of how things were carried out in a hospital setting so to speak Mm. um but with that being said um I realized that I wasn't really on board with the whole like medical industrial complex and um how did you get into that work? I don't think I ever asked you. Like what yeah, sure. was your intention? What got you interested in being um, an LNT nurse? Actually, that's kind of funny. I I really didn't know where I wanted to go with it after I went to school and that was kind of the first job that popped up and I got into it and loved it. Like seeing a woman give birth in whatever setting um, that I was able to, like it just touched me like Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually. And I really enjoy working with women and in the pregnancy and seeing them give birth and even now with what I'm doing kind of on my own, well, I work under somebody, but like not in a hospital setting, but with lactation and um, so there's not really anything like super special about how I got into the labor and delivery and in the nursing, but as far as where I've transitioned in these past couple years, I feel like that's the big yeah, well, eye-opener for um, me. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait to get to that part. I was also curious if you would share your experiences, I mean, maybe not all of them with all three of your girls, but working in that system and sure. then going on to have babies like after what you had seen and how you had been taught. I think that's right. so fascinating. Like, how did that influence you? I feel like I was super <laughs> newbie green and didn't know what I was doing with my first, who's nine. And that was, mm, I had her shortly after I had gotten in, like graduated and started in the labor and delivery and hospital setting. Um, and initially, I, um, I just kind of went along. I, I, I had a doc, I had an OB and I, um, had thought about the doing it naturally, so to speak, but I don't think I really understood what that meant at that point in time. Like I was like, Oh, I got this figured out. I took a class. Um, you know, my Mike went with me to the class. He obviously knew nothing about kids and birth and pregnancy and was yeah. just kind of along for the ride. 
And, uh, and was this a hospital you worked at? So I, no, that one was not my first, I worked at a university, the university hospital and I had her at a different hospital. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I went in, you know, with the, the thought process and, and mentality of, okay, I can do this. I'm in labor and delivery. I work in the field, so it couldn't be that hard. And uh, it was a lot harder than I expected. And so... um, How so? I feel like the mental piece for me, and that goes kind of along my whole journey until my most recent birth, that Mm. I, I don't know. I was in a different place with this most recent. And then with the other three, there was kind of a progression, obviously, to get me where I was. But with the first, I, like I said, I, I just don't think I really understood or made the connection like spiritually and physically with what was going on with me mm-hmm. or even connecting with my babies. Um, and well, that kind of thing really isn't taught, right? Like in no, the medical model, we kind of know all. it's not. And it's just like a physical just a physical thing that women do. So how could you have known in some ways? (laughs) Right. Um, So with her, I, I did labor and uh, Maggie, my oldest, and I got mentally not, I, I wasn't in the game. I don't feel like, and got tired and I did end up getting an epidural and I was in the hospital setting and sat there in a bed for 12 plus hours with someone else coming in to tell me how this was supposed to look like, okay, we're going to turn you this way. Then we're going to turn you this Mm. way. And, um, wasn't obviously, I didn't feel like connected to my body in that sense, so to speak. Um, and so the doctor came in and was like, well, your water has been broken for over 24 hours. And, um, I, my vitals and everything looked fine. I felt fine. The baby was doing fine per the monitor, you know, and, but because this is how this works and I've been there for, you know, 12 plus hours in bed, they're like, well, we think you should probably go ahead and have a C-section. Um, I got to eight or eight and a half centimeters and stalled so to speak whatever that means (laughs) um and I just again went along with what they said I have this doctor in front of me telling me like these statistics and this and that and okay sure so that's kind of how that one went she was fine I was fine I recovered okay with a c-section so that was a primary c-section for not progressing was the terminology they used. Hmm. Um, and how did that feel? How did that feel? I mean, knowing the field, you know, thinking, oh, it can't be that bad. And then kind of having it go that way. Did it, did it feel any which way? Thinking back on it, I don't know. I kind of felt like I let myself down, like hmm. in terms of, this is what I wanted it to look like. And it didn't end up looking that way. Yeah. So, um, 
But I was glad that, you know, obviously I was okay. She was okay. And that was it. My water broke on its own. Um, and she was like 38 and a half weeks. So on paper, you know, everything was okay. I was okay. Right. She was okay. Yes, I had a C-section. I delivered term. She was term, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, you checked all the all the medicalized boxes, boxes of it right. being okay. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Got but it. it didn't. I guess even when I look back on it, it's still like, I don't know. felt like something was missing, maybe. Sure. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but. So then, are you there? there yeah, you are. Can you, yeah. Okay. So then, with um, Daisy, our second, um, they being the in in the medical world, and the OBs were like, "Sure, you can try to have a vaginal birth after a cesarean." I was like, "Okay, I'm going to give this another try." Um, and that's how they phrase it, right? They're like, "You can try." Try, right? Try, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Um. And, and this time I was like, okay, I can do this. But again, I don't, I still don't think, and I'm still in the labor and delivery world. Mm. Um, with Daisy now, I worked at a different hospital, but still not the hospital that I have had my, those, my, my C-sections at. Um, right. And she, it went, it seemed to be going a little more smoothly once we got to the, the point of, okay, I'm in labor. Pregnancy was fine, healthy, no medical concerns. I went to all my, my hospital visits, you know, right. that they want you to come to. And so I'm, again, in the checking the boxes in the medical world, everything looks okay. And they were allowing me in their terms to, to try this again. Right. So, uh, I was 40 weeks in two days with her in one day, 40 weeks in one day with her. So you uh, needed a little bit farther. Yes. And this time I started contracting and what, what I went on a walk with Mike, my husband and, um, got in a hot shower and so I, I labored at home longer and felt like mentally I was more focused this time around um but again then after I think it was the the labor started in the morning and by late afternoon I was like okay this is getting pretty intense let's head to the hospital because I was still planning on delivering in, in the hospital. So um, I went to the hospital. And now that I'm, I'm saying this out loud, I feel like the going into the hospital is the fight or flight. Like, I don't know. There was a change in the energy, obviously. Like from what I was doing at home with the shower and the, the walking and doing my thing and I got there and they're like, okay, let's put an IV in. Let's, and I feel like it, it was almost like I got scared maybe. Sure. I'm, I'm thinking like, a, about, like an animal would. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. I remember sitting next to the bed. I was in the chair and I got back into that mental, like it was, became a mental game. Like I can't do this. Like, mm. so is so, that, is that the, is that what you would kind of hear when you say like mental blocks, just like, I can't do this. Yeah. Or did other fears come up or anything? No, not really. It was like, it was the contractions and like, I got really nauseous with each contraction and I, I don't know that I, There were, I just can't re- recall as far as like, yes, I had some tricks in the bag. Like, okay, Mike was trying to do some massage, but there wasn't that. I And it was, I specifically remember when I got to the hospital, there just wasn't a, a peacefulness about it as far as being able to tolerate or endure or just, you know, mentally right. overcome each contraction and I think too I was letting getting in my own head like okay I'm tired again like I should just get the epidural and so that's ultimately what ended up happening I got the another uh, I got an epidural with Daisy and then my OB walks in (laughs) and she was all spunky and like um (laughs) she's not from the United States so she has a Puerto Rican accent she's like let's break your water and I'm like, okay. And again, this doctor's in front of me and I am just like, okay, that's fine. Let's, let's do that. So I, I let her break my water. And, um, how dilated were you at that point? Do you remember? Uh, I think I was five, five centimeters. Mm-hmm. And so while she was still in the room, when I bro- she broke the water on the monitor, the baby got stressed out and heart rate dropped and stayed down below where it's supposed to be. Like, I think it sh- I recall it being like in the 80s, which for a baby's heart rate, that's low. So, um, and it stayed there for, I think it was like eight minutes. And at that point, they had done all the things and the interventions you know, in the medical world of like oxygen and turning me and putting all these monitors on. And so like, I feel like, like you said, like an, like that was more of scary, like what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. What do you think? What do you think in hindsight, if you could say what was going on with your baby? Well, I just think I was making my body do something and, almost shocking like it it wasn't ready to do that as far as breaking the water it wasn't ready to do that that wasn't ready to happen in in my mind yeah or your body yeah right and so little daisy didn't like that um and and then i'm thinking about too like for my husband mike um i do i had some friends that worked there that i had uh, known outside of the hospital setting and they were nurses in labor and delivery. So they, you know, whoosh me off into the OR and Mike's in the bathroom because he had to pee. And, um, when he came out, I was gone and yeah, he's not with me. And luckily I had a friend who worked there. So she came in the room and she was a nurse and she got him and took him back to the operating room. But 
when he got in there, they, you know, they have to garb you all up and the sterile field and all that and everything. So he comes in at like bug eyed tears, like the baby was already out. Oh I my was, gosh. yeah. So I'm like, it's okay. You know, like trying to calm him down while in the, like in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening right now? So she came out crying. She was totally fine. Um, yeah. And again, as far as that goes, like, my baby's okay. I was okay. Number two C-section. Check that box. <laughs> so, mm. but that was kind of a, as I'm, as I'm speaking it and, and retelling the story, scary for me and for my husband, um, how it all kind of unraveled in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel that that cesarean was maybe more needed or necessary? Like how did it compare to how you felt about the first one? I don't, again, like the something was off to me as I'm thinking about it now. Like it still just didn't feel right. Yes, okay, her heart rate was down. Like, in that scenario, in that exact moment, I agreed to the C-section, obviously. But did it, ha- did, did, my path, did it have to go that way? Maybe not. If I had spoken up or been like, hey, let's maybe not break my water. Um, mm. But again, like, I still don't think I was there in a sense of um where I am now uh like with my own body and 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 feels and all that I was still playing into this medical setting and I worked in it and I just kind of was like okay this is how it goes so then, yeah, it's easy, easy to not question it. And that's for yeah. people that don't even work in it and see it every day, just kind of run like clockwork, like you were immersed in. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, we took a little hiatus and our third baby, Sadie, was four years later. Um, so... Sorry, you cut out there. What did you say about Sadie? She took a little hiatus, so she was four years after my my older two. Um, yeah. And at this point, I'm now working in the hospital that I normally deliver at. Got so, it. and I work with these doctors now. Oh, wow. So, so they're the ones that saw you your whole pregnancy and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I want to hear about that. Was that weird? Was that... What was that like? It was weird because I feel like it was, I'm going to be honest, I felt like it was so fake. <laughs> like, yeah. Chummy, like, what let's be friends. Yeah. 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 Like, let's be friends. I work with you, but I also see you as a patient client, you know. And I I think I recall, like, the, the doctor that assisted we were on the floor on, you know, the labor and delivery floor. And I was like, Hey, do you want to assist? Cause so for Sadie, again, 
I kind of questioned it in the back of my head, but didn't have the like, I don't know, to, to speak up and be like, okay, maybe I could try it again. Cause that obviously was definitely not an option per the medical world, but yeah. How, what was their, what was their reaction to, I don't even, I didn't even bring it up. I just like assumed, okay, I've had two C-sections. Like this is going to be a scheduled C-section. Okay. Got it. Um, but yeah, the, the, the doctor and then the one that assisted, I was like, Hey, are you, would you like to assist in my C-section? Like, okay, I get to pick and choose. This is the anesthesia an anesthesiologist I want to use. And this is like, which to me right now, I'm like laughing in my head, like, wow, really? That's crazy. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's a really unique situation though, you know, to like kind of, yeah, so, have those yeah. be the choices, like a different set of choices. Right. And in that moment in time, I'm like still not super excited about have like that, the scenario of having another C-section again, it still wasn't clicking though. It was like, okay, this is what has to happen. I mean, I'm on my third baby. Third, it has to be a third C-section. Mm. Nowhere was any other option mentioned, obviously, from my OB's perspective. And it's like, okay, well, if this is going to be the road, then my safety net, and this is safe in that scenario to me, like that was what that word meant to me then. Like I want this anesthesiologist and I want this OB and this is, you know, like, which now that you're saying that, that is a interesting situation where, yeah, I'm working in that setting. So I am picking and choosing, so to speak. But then, so, so again, I'm healthy. And I even recall with this third one, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the hospital for my five minute visit like this. Why am I doing like, this is silly. She's going to check the baby's heart rate and ask me how I am and I don't have anything to say. So I'm like, everything's great. And she's in there for five minutes. Like, wow. Yeah. Nutrition never comes up. Like none of that stuff. Like, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, then it was scheduled. Like there was a date put on the calendar for her. (laughs) Um, and then, so it ended kind of differently though, because still a C-section, but I went in for the week before my scheduled C-section and the OB was like, well, her heart rate sounds good, but it's on the lower end of normal. So why don't you go down to see your friends and, um, let's do an NST, which is, you know, where they just watch the baby's heart rate on the monitor to make sure everything looked okay. Um, and then they're telling me, like, according to this monitor, I'm having all these contractions that I'm not feeling. Mm. Um, and again, like, kind of going back to that animalistic, like, I don't know, maybe my body was like, what are you, why are we here? And why are these monitors on me? And cause now, I, How did you feel at that time? Did you think anything was wrong or going on or you were just kind of doing what you were told? kind of doing what I was told because to me like or these guidelines of a baby's heart rate like that that was normal to me why yeah why am I going down what here? was it like 110 to 115 right 
Like, hmm, interesting. And the baby's heart rate the entire time they had me on the monitor down there this week before my scheduled C-section was fine. It was beautiful. They're just telling me I'm having these contractions, so what do they do? They give me an IV, and they give me fluids, and I can't eat food. And I sat in the hospital bed all day, and then they're like, well... Did they admit you, like, as if you were in labor? So it's called observation. Hmm. They term it that. And so... That's so crazy. Why do they need to sit and observe a woman who's having contractions? That's so silly. On her third baby. Like, yeah. So then they're like, well, we, I think we should go ahead and do the C-section. So that, yeah. So that was at 38 weeks because my scheduled C-section, they don't let you go to 40 weeks. So it's 39 weeks. So 38 weeks. Also doesn't make any sense. No. No. So... And I remember wow, specifically. Wow, so that was a surprise then. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, my girls that morning were like, I was like, I'll see you probably in 30 minutes, like, because the hospital wasn't far from us. So and that changed. And they're like, where's mommy? You know? Oh, wow. Um, and then also, this was during that time when you couldn't have visitors and they couldn't come see the baby and they weren't going to see mommy for like three days. Because they oh. like to keep you in the hospital. So, um, I remember, though, going into the operating room and, like, you know, at this point, I know a lot, all these people because I, I work with them, which wasn't awkward for me. Like, that wasn't the awkward part. The awkward part is that, like, there were, there, I remember laying down after they had given me this, the spinal for the C section and, People are laughing and giggling and chatting and like we're in this sterile setting and there's just no like sacredness about it. Sure. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, that kind of gets me thinking about that. So. Yeah. I mean, take a moment. I know. Take a moment and yeah, just. Just reflecting on that, I'm sure, and feeling it is really, really big. I mean, you know, you know now, too. It's like even when we have different experiences and even great birth experiences, we can still remember the way some of these situations feel. And it's just so wrong. Like there's no, you know, there's no woman even needing a C-section that should sort of have to endure like the commonality of people just like talking about their day. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. I like have this like feeling in my throat, even just thinking about it. Like Mm. it's almost, I don't want to, I mean, it is almost nauseating. It's just like chatting and yeah, like you said, going about their day, talking about their day. And I almost, and honestly, like I was in that, that was me. I was the person that was experiencing that, where it, whereas like on the outside when I'm a nurse, like I would see that and I would, I would see that. I'd be like, okay, why are they talking about their golfing or whatever it was that came up? I'm like, that's so rude. And now it's me in that scenario, like in that particular situation. So was it, did it feel extra hard to imagine like speaking up in a way I mean I know that's not the way it went but like did it make it harder that you knew these people I would say so yes 
So because to them, like they, they aren't see. I guess this was normal for them. Like, I don't know. And most of these people knew who know me, like that I am on the more holistic side and my nutrition and like your life, yeah. my life in general, right. Lifestyle. So, but they still, it wasn't acknowledged, you know, mm. it, even some of my friends were, you know, they didn't ever say like, are you okay? You know, it, it was a happy moment for them. Like, Oh, the baby's here. Like, so, but yeah. thinking back on it, it definitely brings up some, some feelings for sure. Sure. And after, so, so then the recovery for that one was the worst, like the hardest. And I was like, I can't, I want more children, but I can't do this. Like this mm. doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't feel right. And then also just in general, right around that time that Sadie was born, that was kind of when I was like, okay, I'm not on board with what is happening with my life in in general in the (laughs) world. Right, exactly. And the whole, like I said, the medical industrial complex in general, I was just like, none of this is right. And just to kind of like, not going off on a tangent, but... I ended up getting fired from my job for my decisions when I started like realizing, okay, I need to speak up, not just as a woman in pregnancy and birth and, you know, if I want to have more children, but in my life in general and how I'm leading it. So that led to me ultimately leaving that setting. Yeah. Well, getting fired from that setting. Yeah. So, um, but it opened yeah, it like. Yeah, it was finally time. It yeah. was finally time, though. And, and I love that. And even the crazy world, you know, I mean, there were a lot of weird things that came out of that. But I think hearing stories like that, you know, just kind of reaching the end of your limit, even if it means getting fired, is really powerful. So powerful. Like, it. May, I mean, I know I got let go, fired, whatever, but. It made me feel good. I was like, okay, I'm actually standing up for myself and what I believe in and making my own choices. Um, and that yeah. was just like almost eye-opening and like open mind, open heart, like to where I needed to go on this mm. journey of my life, so to speak. Um so yeah, and then, then, and then that's when we come to this. My husband heard about you on the Crow podcast, and um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll listen because he knew that's that was my thing, and I heard you talk, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to meet this person. <laughs> and then the fact that you were in Kentucky, I'm like, what? Well, he first, I think when he listened, he was like, I think she's in Kentucky. I was like, okay, whatever. And (laughs) um, then after listening, I was like, this sounds, this is, these are the people like I I align with and I need to be associated with and like have a community with. 
And so I think I reached out to you like soon after that. And kind of that's where my journey began as far as I attended your workshop. And at this point in time, like, yes, I'm thinking I want more children, but it's crazy that it also fit into my, my path and my journey of like why I'm here and like, and, and what I'm doing with my life and how I'm helping people and myself yeah, and like so discovering beautiful. myself who I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah. when I attended, I, I think I even brought a friend with me, um, to the free workshop and I was just like mind blown, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, this is where I need to be. And my friend too, she was like, but it was so, I, since I've been listening and heard your podcast and like, or heard, heard you on the podcast and like, was kind of getting this feel for where things were going in my life. Like she was in awe too, but I think on a different level, like, Oh my gosh, like people do this. What? Um, and I was like all hands on deck, ready to go. Like, this is where I'm, this is what I need to be doing. So, yeah. Our paths just crossed at like the perfect time. And I think yeah, I even I brought up that. to you after after the, the workshop before I left, like, okay, like I kind of told briefly told you my story and just kind of threw it out there like the what if. Um Yeah. And, yeah. And then yeah, like, I remember. Po- I remember. <laughs> and when we when we chatted too, even after the workshop, I was like, Okay, we align on so many levels and I just immediately felt a connection as far as we were meant to meet each other. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I remember that. I remember that conversation. And I think saying to you, well, I've never attended, you know, a home birth after three C-sections, but, you know, maybe, totally. Let's stay in touch. I know. I think I remember you even like, yeah. (laughs) Um, so fast forward, like, so that was February of last year, I think. And then, um, to June is when we found out we were expecting our fourth baby. So, um, and immediately like you're, you popped into my head. Um, and as far as my life journey, like, after Sadie, we moved out from the city and we're now on more property and like had chickens and just kind of leading a more holistic in my, in my eyes, like, and connecting and grounding ourselves, so to speak, like, um, and spiritually, like, and after I, uh, found out I was pregnant like I was like okay this is my chance like Marin's the person I want I want to connect with and and I prayed about it too because I there was some hesitancy there you know this life I've been leading and and the field that I am in and and all these things that are are said and in these books and what I've been told in the in the medical world like you can't do it this way yeah. yeah, you're crazy. You're exactly. crazy. You can't have three C-sections and then have yeah. a have a home birth of all things. Right. 
Um, and I think like maybe to be nice, people would be like, oh yeah, okay, good, good luck with, you know, like, but in their head, they're thinking, who is this person and what is she thinking? In hindsight, like, uh, people who I've spoken with after having my fourth, um, <laughs> were like, yeah, Ernie, we, we were praying for you. We were, we were worried about you. <laughs> So, um, but, and did you know, I mean, did you know, like really almost for sure you wanted to go another route or did you have to do a lot of soul searching? I mean, I know you prayed about it, but like what came up for you? Because it is a big deal. I think, I mean, it is a big deal. Um, well, like. Just based off of all the the changes we were we my my family and I were making in like this this culture we were building in our own like home and how we wanted things to look as far as like there was a lot of soul searching yes but ultimately I knew and my husband was totally on board too as far as being support um that this is this is the route we wanted to go and it just felt right and it felt like mm -hmm. that piece that was missing every time in these other deliveries that I'd had and, and experiences pregnancy and birth alike like um and and, and in the very beginning I know I, I reached out to you and I think I I did, if I recall correctly, um, I made a phone call and like an email to someone that you know, Nathan, and he, um, I just wanted his opinion. And when I say opinion, like even in the back of my head, I, I knew that I was going to go this route, but I know that he tends to be more holistic and he came from that setting as well. So I felt like that's kind of where we connected. Like we were both in this medical, this medical setting and now that didn't align with us and had since journey, you know, gone on a different path. So I just kind of wanted to hear what he had to say. Yeah. Um, but ultimately like I knew and felt what was right in connecting with you like so soul searching yes but deep down I knew that you know I'm making the path that I'm gonna walk and you were the person I wanted there with me so yeah. what about your baby was it early on or later or not at all? Like, how did you feel the baby contributed to that choice? So it was so cool. And the things that um, you taught me, like, just by connecting with you, like, to really, it resonated with me, like, okay, you can talk to your baby and you can meditate and like, see how your baby's feeling. And how are you feeling? And there was just this other connection that I didn't have before with the other three. So, 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was so cool just to, to witness you even in hindsight, you know, and to share that, um, you were so natural in that process, at least when I was with you and when, when we kind of did that together, that it was so cool to see that it was something you were really embracing. And, you know, it makes me think of just like all the women that don't know that that's an option, you know, that there are yeah. other, other ways and methods and, you know, things to learn about ourselves. So, and like the, did it. the, like the self care piece that you taught me, like, so awesome. And I knew that, I mean, deep inside of me, I knew like my body can do this and, um, I was made to do this. And in these past situations, there was never really anything wrong with me in terms of like, I didn't have any coexist, like, you know, blood pressure. You were healthy. Yeah. So, um, I definitely think with the fourth, um, Chrissy, who I had in March, as you know, three months ago today, um, that, the nutrition, like you taught me think more, like I just went deeper into these feelings, like, okay, yes, I'm making my own decisions and I'm, I'm, this is how I, I want this to look. But like I said, you were there, I'm, I'm creating and making this path and walking it, but you were there alongside of me to like guide me, so to speak, um, with the nutrition piece and the self-care and talking to my baby and meditating and just helping me know and feel that this is, this is right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reflection piece is like the most important piece of walking with women, you know, and you are so open to all kinds of ideas, which I so appreciate and appreciated about you. And I was recalling, um, you know, how one of the conversations or, or many of them we had was just around like, okay, getting to term, uh, is important, right? Like 38 weeks, like yeah. is fine by a medical standard, but like, there's no reason you shouldn't make it to 40 and just kind of supporting you and making little adjustments and really listening to your body because having a fourth baby is not a first baby. Um, right. and you did like, you totally took that responsibility on as your own. You didn't look for anyone to like solve that for you. And you did, you made it to t- all the way to your due date. Yeah, with this one, I just wanted to be the decision maker and wanted to have choices of what what felt right and what resonated with me and my body and my baby. And you helped me understand, like you just said, like I didn't really need anybody to save me. I feel like this fourth one too, and I didn't really go into much of this, but it was also there was a healing piece to it as well. Sure. Um, sure. just for me personally, but in, in other, um, areas of my life too, just like how I was birthed via C-section and, um, you know, my mother and that backstory, but, um, it was definitely like a healing experience for me too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are so many aspects to that. And again, I think the self-responsibility is so important and the speaking up, you know, both of which were huge shifts you made. 
um, you know, what a huge shift, right? From three times of yeah. someone telling you to do something to like, I'm going to create this. And I always loved how clear you were. And I know you had moments, so you can share about those or not, you know, just a fear is coming up or whatever. But for the most part, feeling like you held your vision so well, uh, you and your husband together. And that was really beautiful to see. Thank you. I felt so good about it as far as like what worked for me this time. I did do some more like mental preparation and like meditation and positive affirmations and just um, connecting with my body and my baby and um, yeah how did you think about it differently this time if that's the case you know because I know we talked about like you knew you could be in labor you know you could do labor right until that point there was a point right. at which you were like I give up yeah I, something you said to me and it really um, stuck with me was when you came to do like the home visit um, was like, you'll get to that point again and then you have to choose your path. And like I got to that moment and and with this particular, you know, birth and it just felt so good to be like, okay, this is this is where we're going with this. Um, and like you said, I did come into some bumps in the road in, in preparation of, for the birth. Um, sure. But I had you there and one of your friends who helped me so much, and peer, um, Amber, that was awesome. Just like clearing my head. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, you did the work. I mean, I know you definitely had support and... Lots of good support, but you're the one that had to like dig Ultimately, deep. Ultimately, yeah, be the yeah, one. Yeah, that does yeah. this. Yeah, like, I think I, I feel like I've heard you say in one of your podcasts, like, you're the one you birth your baby. <laughs> like, you were the one that mm -hmm. has to birth your baby. Yeah, I mean, do you remember kind of like the moment that that felt real for you, if that's true? <laughs> yeah. Um, Probably within those last 10 or 15 minutes of my birth experience, like in my journey, like I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I feel my baby coming down and oh she's going to ultimately come out like this is happening. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Gosh. I mean, I definitely want to hear more about that, but do you want to share a little bit about the story? I mean, it really sure. was a pretty, pretty yeah. seamless um, I know it seems just like so I don't want to say textbook but like it was per to me it was perfect it like, was. Yeah. yeah like I started laboring with Chrissy um, so she was 40 weeks in two days and uh, I was having some contractions the night before the day before and um that night I woke up, I think it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, okay, I think this is, this is it. And I was like, like, I felt good. I felt in a good place. I felt grounded. I felt ready, I guess, as ready as you can feel. <laughs> like, um, and I went downstairs, like Mike was still sleeping and the kids were sleeping and 
I have, I had, you know, like a, a, the mood was set with the lights low and I was doing all the things in preparation that I had, you know, meditating, listening to music and um, the contractions were like 10 to 15 minutes apart. I'm feeling good in my body and I'm feeling my baby move. I was talking to he or she at that point. I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, uh, they started to get closer together and then, you know, everyone else in the household woke up and the kiddos went to, with grandma. So Mike was there as my support. Um, they're getting closer together, getting stronger. I did have a doula. So she came over. Um, and in my head, like, you know, I'm thinking about the, the um, timeline right now, but I, there was, it was like timeless. I wasn't really thinking of time. Um, I was just focused on how I had prepared myself and, and mentally, like, and emotionally and spiritually, like the things that were working for me. So I was doing those things. Um, and I know they had reached out to you, they being my husband and the doula. Yeah. And um, it was almost like each time that my, my, group of people that I, I wanted present at my delivery. Like each time somebody got there, like it didn't, the energy never changed, but it was almost like a relief for me and like another energy boost. Like, okay, my doula is here. I can do this. Um, Cause I've never had a doula in the past. So right. That was the first time. Right. Um, which I asked my husband this time, like he was like, yeah, I thought that was helpful. Cause you know, I can do so only do so much and she kind of just helped me to do those things and and more for you whatever you needed so I definitely think that I appreciated having a doula there with me and then you know when you um got there I it was like another energy boost like okay I can do this um you know, and I know we didn't speak too many words to each other in the midst of this birthing experience, but just like that sacredness and that circle and, and you all there, that was, to, to me, that's, that was my definition of, you know, everybody's talking about the word safe. Like what does, for me, safe was like in my home with these people here to honor this process, you know? Yeah. And I think I got I, I <laughs> you, which I'm so appreciative of, like I still remember the little plate with the peanut butter and the banana and the honey. Like I needed that. And it was like a little energy boost there. And I got up and went to the bathroom. And then um, at this point, contractions are like two to three minutes apart. These are intense. I'm in in you know focus in 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 the mode and uh i got in the tub or in the in the pool the birthing tub and it was just like i don't know what that was that just the water that's it just like was a calmingness in a good way for my body 
Um, cause I had been in bed and turning and, and doing those kinds of things, but it just felt, I didn't ultimately know where I was going to have the baby, but it just felt right when I got in the tub, like it felt good. Um, and then <laughs> I think I even said out loud, I was like, I think my water broke. Um, and I felt this like huge burst, um, and you know, pressure, not in a bad way, just, I knew that that's, that's what that was. Um, and then I think I do also recall saying out loud, like, I'm kind of feeling like a little urge, like pushy at the top of the, you know, like at the, the most intense part of the contraction, which I'd never felt that before. So that was like a new feeling for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Like, cause again, like being in that labor and delivery world and like telling women this when I'm helping them and, um, like I'm actually experiencing this now. This is so cool. Like, yeah. and I think if if I'm recalling my time frame correctly, that was at like 4:45 in the afternoon, and this had all started that morning, and then after that, after the water broke, like that's when it got intense. But again, in a good way. Like I was never at any point like, and even thinking back on it. Like it was intense, but I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, I would never do this again. That was so painful. Like hmm. I felt like I was connected again, this whole situation of being connected with my baby and my body. Like I knew this is what was supposed to be happening. Like it just felt hmm. right. Um, which was yeah, so cool. Your, your, your birth space. I feel like I'll always remember in a way, it just was so peaceful. I mean, it was also really beautiful. Like you were just glowing and the room was beautiful. Like the time of day, you know, like the sun was streaming in through the window and, and was, there was yeah. just this, yeah, just this feeling <laughs> of like peacefulness and joy was the energy that I felt in the room with you. I like, in my per, like spiritual person that I am, like I was going to bring that up too. Like I remember in between contractions when I was getting close to, to birthing Chrissy that um, like I could feel it was six eleven when she was born, the sun, like in between contractions when I was resting, like beating in the window, like right at that time, mm. which was so cool to me and felt so good. And just like, Again, in my spirit, like spirituality, like to me, the Holy Spirit was present. Like, it was just the coolest feeling ever. And then, yeah, so definitely. I was gonna say that was like, it felt like a divine light. Like it felt yeah. just. That's a great um, way to put it. Divine yeah, light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like, it was so funny because. Speaking to the to my doula afterwards, she was like, Ernie, that was so crazy because I felt her he the baby's head coming down. I could feel it with each, you know, time that I was pushing. And my husband was so awesome. He was right there. He's like, you can do this. You can do this. You're so close. And then, like, I remember the head staying down there. <laughs> and I think I remember her saying, like, the head, the head. Like, she was kind of nervous. 
because um, I don't think you were you were giving me my giving us our space like you I don't think you were in the moment in the room at that exact moment um, <laughs> well and let me tell you that works like every Probably time seven out of ten <laughs> times yeah seven out of ten I knew you were getting close but it was like those moments where you know you feel like a watched pot so we all left the room um my yeah. two students and I and went downstairs and yeah kind of as expected um I heard your doula say that Didn't say, out or, yeah. yeah whatever it's like oh perfect I know. And I recall you saying like, I was so calm. It was in between contractions and the baby's head was out. And you were like, with the next contraction, Ernie, you're going to, you know, bring your baby up out of the water. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, (laughs) this is really happening. And it like, as soon as she came out, like, I think I told you when you'd asked me in our little like ceremony prior to the birth, what word you'd associate an ecstatic, like in such a like peaceful, loving, divine, joyful Mm. way that birth was exactly what I wanted. Like ecstasy, like that was my definition. Mm. It was, I just like, even speaking it now and reliving it, like gives me chills. It just, and puts a smile on my face because I'm like, I really did that. (laughs) You did, and you embodied that. You embodied that ecstasy. It wasn't just, like, something that happened to you. I mean, it was visible, but it was also you. Like, it was you. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those, I'm sure that many people have seen some of your photos on Instagram. Um, they're just so gorgeous. They're glowing and, you know, doesn't even do justice to, mm-hmm. I'm sure, how you felt on the inside. Yeah. It was so cool, too. Like, those pictures were amazing. Like, props to Angelia and Sam, who were there, too. They were awesome. And I think I even said, I was like, I didn't even see you all come in. (laughs) Yeah, you were doing your thing. Yeah, but the energy, like, even my doula said that afterwards. It was so cool because she was like, I've never been a part of anything ever like this before. Like, Marin didn't touch you. I was like, she didn't need to, like. That was the whole point. Like it was undisturbed and that that was what I wanted. That's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Like and but the energy never changed for me like when you all got because I mean I knew that I you were the people I wanted there and it just felt right and so like it unfolded that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's amazing when our vision really comes to life like I I feel like yours did I mean it doesn't always happen that way but for you you held that and your husband held that and I feel like your house was holding that and we all Mm -hmm. held that with you but you did it you had a baby after three cesareans I know at home yeah at home no no tears no nothing like it was beautiful um and then birth to your placenta, like a yes. rock star as well. How did that feel since that's also that was something you've so never cool. done? That was so cool. Yeah. That was super cool too. Like, I just gave birth to this beautiful child and this is what was feeding you and now I'm birth. Yeah, it, that was an amazing piece <laughs> of it too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's so nice to see you retell it, too. I don't think we've done that together. No. And it um, was funny because you all got there, and then 
amazing like postpartum nourishment as far as like beverages and hydration and food all great and you know the evening ended and we went you went you went home and I'm sitting here like I was just I couldn't get wipe the smile off my face and my husband like it's like I don't think you've ever done anything that was so powerful like he even used that word like it was so powerful and he was like you did that basically all by yourself. I was like, yeah, that was the goal. Like I wanted all these people here to help support me and experience the the sacredness and like be a part of it. But I, I needed that. So. Yes. Yes. And what an honor it is and what an honor it was to, hold the space for you and, you know, not be, not be worried or not be fearful because I knew you would do it. I knew you could do it. And it's really just, yeah, was such an honor. Oh, well, Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before at home. So you taught me, you taught me so many things. Oh, well, I, I feel like I, I couldn't have, I really couldn't have done it without the, I don't Okay, yes, it was ultimately me, but still having those having you all there to just be my support and and helping me know that yes, you can do this. Like the encouragement. Um yeah, I mean, for sure. And yes, you would have done it regardless <laughs> as women do and have done forever, but There is something about women's support, of course, you know, just to say, hey, I've got you or like, hey, that's normal or, you know, you're getting there, you're close. Like those things help when you're in it because you're not thinking your analytical brain, hopefully. I mean, that's the goal, right, is to just be feeling what's going on. So to have those little, like, like you said, kind of boosts. um, Yeah, it really, it really can help, of course. And you say, you know, like, yes, I could have done it. I do think, too, that during my pregnancy, that my meditation, like, I saw myself. It was crazy because I saw one. I don't know if I ever told you this, but one of the visions I repeatedly saw was myself standing at the end of the road, like in this divine light, holding my baby. And ultimately, I feel like that's how it turned out, which was so cool. Yeah that it played out that way. So. Yes, it sure did. I love that. And I feel like your husband was such great support for you. Um, And I say that because, you know, I can't imagine how it is to be a husband and then one that has seen, you know, some trauma like a lot of guys have. Like, so for him to have supported you through your other three births, And to really have like worked on his own fear and, you know, whatever was coming up for him is also part of like that divine partnership, you know, to be able to hold that space for you because a lot of guys aren't able to, they have too much fear. And so I remember, right, even talking with you guys and even saying to him like, hey, like if you are feeling afraid, like it's best to step out. But he was just with you Mm -hmm. and, and fully with you. Yeah, he, I know there were times and I kept repeating it to him, like, during the pregnancy. I was like, this is going to be totally different. Like, you understand that, right? And he, like, mm. being yeah. the guy, man that he is was just like, yeah, I know. 
I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. You were so ready and your family was ready and you know, yeah, the whole, the whole path you left for all of your girls now. Yes. Um, that's... is so radically different, right? That they, I know. yeah, they got I... to come home and, and see this, see, yes. see you in bed with your baby. I know that was what was, and, and to be able to like tell them the story of my birth and like to see the, you know, I, I, am a powerful, strong woman that was able to do this, like, and so are you. I'm going to teach you to, you know, like, so. I love it. Nothing more powerful than that is passing on the wisdom to these next generations. Yeah. And encouragement and belief in our bodies and belief that, you know, birth is made to work almost always, like so many things that I'm sure they don't even have words for yet, but they'll come to realize when you keep sharing about this. So anything (laughs) else, anything lingering you wanted to share before we wrap it up? I don't think so. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you for, for wanting to hear my story. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I've been so excited about this. And, you know, it was fun to hear you retell it definitely for me. But I know that and you know this, I think, right, that so many women will be impacted, um, that you kind of are a unicorn, so to speak, like, you know, there's there's not that many women out there that have had multiple cesareans that even go near home birth, right? There's so much fear. Right. And sometimes when they do, um, you know, it doesn't work out for one reason or another, but that's not your story. And your story is so inspiring and beautiful. And I think will really serve so many women in the future. So once again, thank you. And I love you. And I love you too. I look and forward. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for I know. having me on You're here. So lucky. <laughs> I'm so glad you were a breath of fresh air and came into my life. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I know we'll stay in touch. I Um, hope so. Yeah. We have so much in common. And yeah, I'll see you. We're going to do a closing ceremony. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. That will be so nice. I love, I love that. And so even hearing the story today, it's kind of like we're on hold in a a great way because we have this next piece to do together where we yeah see what's next for you and 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 I feel ready for that part like I'm excited to to do the closing ceremony like I feel at peace and and ready to yeah move on to the next portion and journey in this in this life so yeah yes and thanks for that reminder too for all of us you know just each of these births each of these stories is part of the journey and I really love your weaving together of your journey so far and i can't wait to see what's next well thank you that's so good talking to you yeah (sighs) all right everybody thank you for listening uh and i'll catch you soon